Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today, we're going to be previewing the college football slate for Saturday, November 26th. This is the last big-time Saturday of college football. Um, I do not know if there will be another late-night podcast like the um, for the Saturday night slate, just because I'm going to be traveling. I'm actually going to be leaving like right after I finish this podcast, but I do want to get the college football preview for Saturday out there before I go. I will be taking a day off tomorrow. It's not only Thanksgiving, but it's also my birthday, and I'll be out of town. So um, just no way to do content tomorrow. But also, I will be doing an NFL preview before the week is up. If I can squeeze it into my schedule, I might be doing the college football night preview as well. Just stay tuned to the podcast feed. We have got a lot of sports going on right now, so we've got a lot, lot of content coming out. Had a college basketball episode that went up earlier this morning, as well as a college football episode for Friday's games that was released yesterday. And an NFL Thanksgiving Day only DFS preview that was released earlier in the week also. So just make sure you stay tuned to the podcast feed. We got a lot of content coming out, giving you guys a lot of menu items that you can just order what you want to eat. If you're somebody who plays all the sports, listen to all the podcasts. If you're just here for the college football, I suggest you try out the other sports. But I'm totally okay with that because you are here listening to the college football. All right. So as always... If you want my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And as always, give me a follow on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks, giving extra stats and facts that I don't get to on the podcast, as well as start, sit advice and lineup questions. If you send them to me, I have no problem answering. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this last big college football Saturday slate. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. Starting off at the quarterback position, the top name on the board is Bo Nix of Oregon. He finally had his 30-point streak snapped last week against Utah. Like I said, numerous episodes, he'd had that 30-point streak continuing since the Georgia week, week one. He is still my number one quarterback. I don't think Cal is an elite-level defense, certainly not to the level of Utah. I also don't think he was fully healthy last Saturday, and all indications are that he is now. So he's still my number one option this week, and he's one quarterback that, honestly, he doesn't need to be stacked. You can just play Bo Nix because he's going to get so much rushing touchdowns and rushing yards that, honestly, he also doesn't throw to one receiver in particular either. So he's a quarterback that I would play without stacking, and he's a quarterback that I would play without worry. I think that that last week's game is more of an aberration than a trend. Next up on the board is Bryce Young who has not topped 21 fantasy points since the Tennessee game. Look, I'm just not interested. This Alabama offense right now is just kind of just kind of meh. Like, they don't really, I don't know. They should be better than they actually are. They don't really have any reliable receivers. Their offensive line isn't as good as Alabama in years past. So I'm just not interested in playing Bryce Young. Sorry. C.J. Stroud is in an interesting conundrum because I've mentioned him numerous times on the podcast about blowout risk with C.J. Stroud where you might not get, you know, second half points from him because his team is up 40 at halftime. But this week is like the reverse. Like they're playing a really, really good defense. And I'm not going to play a quarterback at this price tag who's playing a defense to the level of Michigan. So um, I'm just not interested. Like I wish we could get C.J. Stroud on a Big 12 schedule. Like playing against teams like Texas and TCU and Oklahoma State because those teams would allow the Ohio State to score a lot of points, but they'd be able to score and keep up as well. And so you wouldn't have those blowout risks like, you know, this Big Ten schedule. It seems like they've played cupcakes except for like Penn State and Michigan. So I don't know. I just wish we could see him against a decently talented team that wasn't elite defensively so that we could actually play him in fantasy. 
Cameron rising for Utah is interesting for one reason, and that is the fact that Colorado is absolutely terrible. Utah is going to put up a lot of points in this game, and if it is through the arm of Cam rising, then he's going to have a good fantasy day. Stetson Bennett, like I said last week, really good real-life player at this point, but not so great in fantasy in my opinion. He's been a consistent about 20-ish points option, and that's fine. Like, that's great, but if I'm playing a quarterback that's eight grand on DraftKings, I want a little more up. I want a little more ceiling than that. I want a little bit more just kind of um, ability to get to 30 and 40. And, and I'm just not seeing it out of Stetson. Max Duggan is a guy that I'm normally pretty interested to play, but I am not this week. Iowa State is probably the second best defense in the Big 12 behind TCU. Texas is the third best defense in the Big 12, and he only had five points against Texas. So, you know, obviously that was a really strange game, but I don't know. I kind of like Iowa State's defense. I kind of just am interested in some other options for Max Duggan this week. Spencer Sanders missed a few games with injury, but he attempted 67 passes last week against Oklahoma in a game that was not close. So uh, he's back. They would not have him, you know, throwing that many balls, you know, subjecting him to that much contact if he was not fully healthy. Now, I think this is a great matchup for Spencer Sanders. The price tag has gotten a dip because of his injury and because of the performance last week that was just kind of okay. And West Virginia gives up 34 points per game, and they give up 270 passing yards per game. And also, the Oklahoma State run game has been on a downturn since Dominic Richardson's health has been questionable. And so, you know, why not like the aerial threat of Sanders here? And plus, Sanders can run it in on his own. So I think this is a great week to play Spencer Sanders of Oklahoma State. Austin Reed of Western Kentucky is probably my preferred cash game quarterback this week. He has an incredible floor. He hasn't been under 18 fantasy points all season long. That's insane. And so, you know, Florida Atlantic, not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. But I think Austin Reed definitely continues that streak and definitely gets to at least 18 fantasy points this week. DJ Uyunglele is an interesting option this week because what is lost in that big South Carolina upset over Tennessee last week is that Tennessee still scored 31 points. Now, obviously, it's not a true apples-to-apples comparison to Tennessee offense and the Clemson offense, but hear me out. When Clemson gets the 31 points, DJ has had at least 19 fantasy points every time, including much bigger outings like the one against Wake Forest. So I think that DJ is definitely an option to go back to this week. Um, I think that all the threat of him potentially being sat or benched, you know, that can kind of go away now. Um, he's not a bad player. He's definitely a good fantasy option because of the running ability and because of this South Carolina defense just is not that good. Now, there are a few value plays at quarterback that I am interested in playing. The first one is Aiden O'Connell uh, of Purdue, who is getting the Indiana defense, who has been torched by pretty much everyone in the Big Ten, and that is not a lot of good offenses. The second value play is Todd Centeo of James Madison. He has only been under 20 fantasy points once all season. James Madison hasn't been on DraftKings a whole lot, so I kind of feel like this is a bit of a misprice, and I think that he's a very intriguing option with that floor and the ceiling of the fact that this game can have a lot of scoring in it. Spencer Rattler of South Carolina. I think a lot of people are going to be on him after last week's performance against Tennessee. He finally flashed the talent that we all knew that he had, but... I don't know. I kind of think that that was more of a flash in the pan. He scored 30% of all of his points on the season in that one game last week. We're talking about an 11-game season, and he had 30% of his points in one game. And also, Tennessee's defense is not great, and Clemson's is a lot better. So I just don't think I'm going to get there on Rattler this week. I'm going to let everybody else flock to him after that great performance.
All right, that does it for the quarterbacks. Let's switch on over to running backs. At the top of the running back position is Blake Corum, which should come as no surprise. In my opinion, he's a good play if he is healthy. Michigan ran for almost 300 yards last year against Ohio State, which was really crazy. Like, they just were really effective, just running it right down Ohio State's throat. And, you know, the health is still a bit of a concern. He left the Illinois game. Donovan Edwards, the normal backup, did not play the Illinois game. And then C.J. Stokes was the guy that finished the game when both of those guys were out. So if we get more of an update as the week goes by and Corum is out and Edwards is in, Edwards is a great play. If they're both out, C.J. Stokes is a great play. Jameer Gibbs of Alabama, um, he sat out last week's game against Austin P. I think that was more of a maintenance thing. I think that he plays this week, and I also think he's a great option. Auburn has been torched by running backs all year long, and with Bryce Young lacking a trustworthy wide receiver to throw to. He's been throwing at Jameer Gibbs a lot. So that's a lot of points running and receiving for Jameer Gibbs. Mo Ibrahim of Minnesota is underpriced in my opinion. I think he should be up near more in the Blake Corm Jameer Gibbs range as opposed to being $1,000 cheaper. Now, Wisconsin does have a good defense, but that does not concern me. Defense has never been an issue for Mo Ibrahim. He's going to get his 100 yards. He's going to get in the end zone. He's going to get you 20 fantasy points. For the Georgia Bulldogs, this feels like a good Kenny McIntosh day. He really excels in blowouts. On the games where Georgia has won by a blowout, he's pretty much scored a touchdown every time, and he's gotten at least 80 yards every time. So um, definitely a good Kenny McIntosh day because I do think that this Georgia Tech game is not close. Chris Rodriguez Jr. of Kentucky is coming off of playing Georgia, and I think that that's affecting his pricing. The Georgia game was the first game Chris Rodriguez Jr. had where he was under 12 points in a game, and I think that he bounces back this week against Louisville. Tavion Thomas of Utah has been, you know, kind of the injuries have kind of riddled his season here near the end, but I do think that he's finally back healthy, and I think this is an amazing matchup against this Colorado team. Teams have ran over Colorado all year long, so um, I expect that to continue with Tavion Thomas. For Penn State, they have a true committee with Katron Allen and Noah Singleton. They've both been great recently, like really good, and I think the DraftKings, they're kind of pricing, knowing that they're in a committee, but not based off of their recent production. Between the two of them, I would lean Katron Allen. He has outcarried Noah Singleton in four out of, I'm sorry, it's not Noah Singleton, it's Nick Singleton. He's outcarried Nick Singleton in four out of the last five games. And so for that reason, I would prefer Katron Allen between the two of them. The Ohio State running back situation is very uncertain. Um, Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson are both questionable heading in. It seems like they're both questionable every week. Um, like I said about C.J. Stroud, this Michigan defense is really good. So I don't think I would get there on the price tag for either of those two guys, especially given their health concerns. But Dallin Hayden, if he's the last man standing, I think he's a really good play, even though the Michigan defense is pretty good. If he's the last man in that Ohio State backfield, look, they've had enough to support two backs all year long. So if it's only one of them, then he should get a lot of production. I do have two value plays at the running back position. The first is Damian Martinez of Oregon State. And I'll be quite honest, he's been too productive to continue being at this price tag and to continue being in the value section. Oregon is a fairly tough matchup for running backs, but I don't really fear it, and I think that he's well worth the price tag on DraftKings. Kalon Black of James Madison has had a recent kind of uptick. He's got 19 and 16 fantasy points in his last two games. And at his price tag, that's pretty encouraging. So I would definitely be looking to use Kalon Black for a little bit of salary relief this week. 
All right, let's switch on over now and talk about some wide receivers. At the wide receiver position, as usual, we've got two Ohio State receivers near the top of the board in Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ekbuka. Look, I've been saying the same thing about them all year long. They're really talented players. They're really good players. But good luck figuring out which one of them is going to go off. And add that to the fact that Jackson Smith and Jigba may actually make a return this week as well. And I just don't know what to make of it. I don't know which one of them is going to have the big game. So uh, good luck with that. I would probably lean Harrison Jr. Um, and I'm probably just passing on both of them. In fact, all three of them, if you include JSN, um, probably just passing on all three of them because of the tough matchup at Michigan and the price tag on the top two options. Now, Xavier Hutchinson of Iowa State does get to go against TCU this week, um, which is the best defense in the Big 12, but he still has an insane target share. Got another 12 targets last week. And, you know, the Big 12, they're not known for their defenses, but there is one other good defense in the Big 12 other than Iowa State and TCU, and that is Texas. And against that defense, Xavier Hutchinson put up 28 fantasy points against Texas. He is simply matchup proof. Now, if you want to fade Xavier Hutchinson and you want to kind of gain leverage by fading him, Jalen Noel is the guy on the other side. In that Texas game where Xavier Hutchinson had 28, Jalen Noel got over 20 as well. So, um, Definitely the option if you want to gain leverage on people playing Hutchinson. Charlie Jones of Purdue has a great matchup against Indiana, and he is a very easy stack with Aiden O'Connell. He has not been under 16 fantasy points since all the way back in week six. And for Purdue, if you're looking to stack it with two receivers, tight end Payne Durham is the secondary stack option. He's a guy that gets a lot of work in the red zone, which is where you want to get a lot of work because it means you're going to get those touchdowns. On the other side of this game is Indiana, and look, that wide receiver room is currently a mess. Uh, I cannot in good conscience recommend any of them to play in this one. Malachi Corley for Western Kentucky is a really solid option. Scores a lot of touchdowns. He gets a lot of usage in the red zone. In my opinion, for Western Kentucky, also Jalen Hall should be priced higher. He's had six out of his last seven games in double-digit scoring, and he's got a ceiling of 37 fantasy points in those games. So if you're looking to load up on that Western Kentucky offense, use Austin Reed. I would probably recommend Corley and Hall as my two receivers to stack with. For Florida Atlantic, LeJante Wester continues to be their number one option. But if you were looking to stack or onslaught this game, Jaquan Burton and Jamal Edreen have both had pop games. Like they both just have random games where they just show up and score over 20 fantasy points. So, you know, if you're looking to kind of catch lightning in a bottle with this game, Jaquan Burton and Jamal Edreen are names to consider in addition to LeJante Western. Both Coastal Carolina and James Madison have a lot of receiving options, in my opinion. Sam Pinckney of Coastal Carolina has had a super high floor and been super consistent. He is a cash game lock if you're playing a cash game. Jared Brown has a super high ceiling for them also, and he's been getting schemed touches. He's the one that gets the ball on screens, gets the ball on RPOs, gets used as the pitch back and triple option occasionally, gets the ball on jet sweeps. Like They're just finding a way to get the ball in this guy's hands, and he's a threat to take it the distance every time he touches it. For James Madison, Chris Thornton has had six games over 20 points this season. That is an impressive total for a guy that's at this price tag on DraftKings. He's definitely a guy I would be considering putting in my lineups. For Oklahoma State, now that Braden Johnson is back to being healthy, he is back to being the number one guy in this receiver room. Brennan Presley and John Paul Richardson are the two secondary stack guys that I would be considering. I think that they're both legitimate options. However, I'm definitely preferring Braden Johnson to the two of them. 
As West Virginia's season has progressed, Sam Brown has kind of surpassed Bryce Ford Wheaton in terms of production. Bryce Ford Wheaton had that insane start to the season where he had, I believe it was back-to-back 40 fantasy point performances, but he's cooled off a lot, and Sam Brown has kind of taken the torch from him a little bit. Now, this would be a great time for Bryce Ford Wheaton to show back up against a very suspect Oklahoma State defense, but I don't know, just looking at it at face value, I think that Sam Brown is probably the better play, but like I said, Bryce Ford Wheaton, he's flashed that upside before. He definitely could flash it again. For Michigan State, their two best receivers have kind of alternated big games, Reed and Coleman. It's kind of like a week-by-week basis, and Coleman had the big week last week, so that means that Reed's probably going to have it this week, right? Now, what's funny, though, is that when you look at their game logs, when they have these big and low weeks, Coleman has the higher ceiling, but he also has the bigger duds. So if this is a true alternate weeks thing like it seems to have been, then Coleman's in line for a big dud and Reed is in line for a big game. Reed has been more consistent throughout the season. Coleman is definitely the guy that has the peaks and valleys. Honestly, y'all, this is a tough week to find value plays at wide receiver. Um, I kind of would look at the two Kentucky guys. They kind of both came alive in the Georgia game last week, and that is Tavion Robinson and Barryon Brown. And look, if you can do it against Georgia, you can do it against anybody. And so I think those are probably the two value plays I would be considering at the wide receiver position. All right, y'all, that does it for the Saturday preview. So make sure you check the podcast feed. If you're listening to this before Friday, we do have a preview of all of the Friday games. Just check the podcast feed. And if you are interested in playing any college basketball over this Thanksgiving week, got a preview that came out earlier this morning that previews the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday games that will be taking place and will be on the DraftKings slates. As always, if you want my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks, and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks for extra facts, stats, and lineup advice. All right, that does it for this episode, guys. Thank you guys for listening. It's really sad that this is our last big Saturday of the year, though. Um, But we still got Commerce Championship Week and Bowl Season, which is also a great time to play college football daily fantasy. So thank you guys for listening. Hopefully I gave you guys a lot of help with how to construct your lineups this week. Thank you guys for listening yet again, and I will see y'all next time. Mm